So today we have our superb level three coach of the month, Gavin Ekstrom. He will be here talking to y'all about vision, culture, and core values today. Um, so he's going to open it up throughout the presentation for questions. So if you have any, please type them in the Q&A box so that he can answer them all. That's that. All right, Gavin, take it on. Awesome. Hey, thank you. It's an honor. First and foremost, when they called and said that I was coach of the month, I'm like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? And um, so I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to uh, present to you guys today. I don't, I can't see you guys, but apparently you can see me. So good enough. Our topic today, which I thought felt that fell perfectly with um, the time of the year, right? We've gone through our goal planning. We've gone through uh, getting ready for 2020. But what I have found when I was doing goals is what's our mission? What's our vision? And then what are our truly our core values? And how does that relate to our culture? So yes, these are just to help me see clearly into 2020 um, vision of what we're going to discuss today. So a mission statement defines the company's goals and objectives where the vision statement describes the future of where we want to go. And a mission statement, or vision statement, excuse me, should include not only um, your clients, but also your employees. I think so often when we're defining a, a vision statement, we think about just our clients. But isn't it nice when our teams are all rolling in the same direction at the same time and it makes our system our structure and our process go so much smoother but the problem is is what i find is with most of the, the individuals that i coach and come in contact with is we keep our our vision in our head and we know what we want it to look like but we never put it to paper and so today i want to give you some tools to be able to put that into paper now, this is going to be a um, collaborative effort. I am going to ask you guys to ask some questions so I can then answer them and we'll go over what my uh, vision statement is. But it needs to, your vision needs to allow others uh, to be able to come in contact with your brand, with who it is. Who is your ideal client? Who is your ideal employee? And what does the future hold for both, right? So, um, like I mentioned before, the problem is we never put it to paper. We don't have a clear vision, but a clear vision will, will allow us to make better decisions. On markets that we're going to go into, agents that we're going to work, work with, and uh, also strategies, right? Marketing strategy, financing strategy. We all do a personal family budget. We all do a pay log. We are supposed to not do Zillow, but yet some of us do. And does that fit into what our vision is? So I'm looking forward to presenting to you today. Uh, I, just so you know, I've been in the core um, now going on. This is my seventh year, so 14 semesters. I've been coaching for the last year. I run the biggest region for cross country. Uh, last year alone, our first year with cross country, we did 700. Uh, 707 million. Our first we did 800 million in production. We helped over 2,400 families into home ownership. Some of them felt like they could never 
become homeowners and we made that happen. And that is part of what our vision is. So let's, let's talk about it. Um, the core, for example, the core's mission is creating millionaires since 2003. Their vision is to teach us, right? Save more, make more, save more and give more. And if we look at what everything is around that, how well of a job that they do. We are consistently focused on those categories, right? And impacting the life of others. Think about some of your favorite companies that you go to. Maybe Lululemon, maybe it's Nordstrom. What is their mission statement? Have you ever looked at it? And then what is your mission statement or vision statement and do you have one? So when developing your mission or vision, it needs to have four different components. One is the value. What is the value of the business and both to the consumer and the employee? It's gotta be inspirational, right? And again, why should people wanna work with you or for the company that you represent? And then plausibility, it's gotta sound reasonable and attainable, right? And then lastly, it needs to be specific. It needs to tie back in to what the business is. So when people ask me often, what do you do for, for a living? I say I'm in the business of transforming people's lives, building wealth and long-term relationships through the utilization of home ownership. And that has then become what our vision is. It's basically to deliver a raving fan and raving Raving fan, client, and employee experience, because I want my employees to have a great experience while they're working with me. But in addition, I want to transform their lives as well as my clients' lives. I want them to build wealth, and I want to build a long-term relationship with both my clients and my employees, right? And then lastly, it is through the utilization of creating, my employees create the loan and the, the product that we deliver, uh, and providing home ownership. So that's our vision in, in a nutshell. That's who we are and that's the direction that we are, that we are headed. So I want to open it up. How many of you currently, I wish I could see some of you. There's a few, there's 52 attendees on, so I guess I can't see all of you. But how many of you currently have a vision? And Ashley, is there a way that I can call on them or that they can interact with me uh, throughout this call today? Um, just the question and answer section is where they can comment and you'll see who it is and then you'll be able to reply just back to that person. So, Perfect. So what questions, I should say then, is, what questions do you have around building a vision? Anybody. All 52 of you have it nailed down. You've already got a vision. I'm going to jump into, I'm going to jump into culture, but I want to make sure that we understand the components, right? The value, the inspiration, plausibility, as well as being specific in what it is that we do. Um, all right. A vision needs to point to the greater good and how many of you know the vision of your company? 
when I, I worked for cross country, I asked Ron, I said, what's our vision? He said, to, to be the best. I said, it's just simply too vague. You can't just be the best at everything, right? And so I pulled up um, what our vision is. Our success is rooted in our dedication to being the best at the fundamentals of mortgage lending, and that's closing loans. So if you don't know your vision of A, your team, or you don't have it, and you don't know it of your company, AS. But the most important part when building your vision is to involve the team members, to involve, if you're running a branch or a region, to involve those individuals, and then to make sure that it's visualized throughout the entire office. Make sure that it is in the hallway so your clients see it. It is on the your employee's desk. It is in your restrooms, it is in your break rooms, it's by the copier. Like you should have in your office at least 10 different visuals of what your vision and culture and core values is all about. Now, uh, with that said is, is bringing in your team members was probably the most integral part of us creating our vision together because as Todd said prior, uh, at the summit in a CD uh, that recently went out, he took it upon himself and then expected everybody to buy in. When you create it with others, the buy-in is that much more impactful. And if you don't have a, a vision, think about your referral partners. They too probably don't have a vision either. So hopefully what you gain today is you can go out and teach this to your agents and your referral partners. Um, next week or, or, you know, as your first lunch and learn of this semester. All right. Question, core values, right? We all know what the core values are of the core. Do the right thing. Show people you care. Do your very best. That is what the core hires and fires too. Not only their employees, their coaches, and even us as their students, right? Because we are the ambassadors of the core, that's what we have to that's what we have to live by. Now, with that said, that may not be the core values of what your team uh, your team core values, right? So I want to help you develop core values with this little exercise. So um, think of three people that are in your organization on your team that if you could clone them. Um, they would take your team, your business to the next level. And what is it about those three people? What words describes them? So when I was doing this, I thought, well, let's just think of one person that everybody on this call knows, loves, and trusts is Rick Ruby. But what is it about Rick at 58 years old? Why we would want a bunch of him versus a, a bunch of other individuals a lot younger? So with that said is Rick is the most driven person that I know. He's the most tactical person I know. He's the most loyal person I know. At his age, he has more energy than me, and uh, I'm a little bit younger than he is. And so what words would you use to describe him, those that I just came up with? So here's what you do. Take those three people that you thought of. And write down as many words that come to mind to describe that 
for those individuals, okay? And I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you some. Um, does the right thing. Compassion. Shows honesty and integrity. Enthusiastic. Energetic. Impactful. I think you get the idea. And as you bring your team into this idea of creating your core values, your team is going to have a lot of the same, A, maybe even the same people, as well as the same words describing those individuals that were, uh, that we've picked. Okay. So put them on a whiteboard. You're going to list them, right? You're going to find a lot of the same. Provides opportunity based on merit. Um, just whatever it is to describe these individuals. Then you're going to do this exercise and you're going to either combine them because driven, accountable, like there's some words that are going to kind of have the same meaning, right? You're going to combine them, okay? You're going to cut them or you're going to keep them. And when doing this exercise, you're going to have probably, we had over 200 different uh, words to describe probably about 10 or 12 different individuals, okay, because we picked three. So with that said, Cut, combine, or keep. Now, as you're diving down into these words, you're going to come up with what your core values of your team should be. So, for example, mine is legit. Now, what that means is loyalty. I'm going to be loyal to my clients and my employees, okay? I want energy. I want people that are energetic, right? I had fun. The team persuaded me to say energetic. So I want individuals. I want clients that are energetic. I want agents that are energetic. I want um, employees that are energetic in my life and around me because it keeps me at peace, okay? Um, the G, growth. I don't want stagnant people around me. I want people who want to grow. So the G stands for growth. I, at this level, I don't think any of us do it for the money anymore. I think a lot of us do it for the impact. So I want to impact those that I come in contact with, whether it be a student, whether it be another coach, whether it be a client or an employee. Okay. And then the T is teamwork. Everything that we do has to have the team in mind. Team. Together, everyone achieves more. Right. And so our core values and our vision are what we start every meeting with. Right. So it's, it's based on absolutely everything that we are doing. Good. All right. We're 15 minutes in. I'm going to continue on this, but I want to, I want to open it up. Are there any questions out there that I can answer pertaining to vision? or your core values. And would somebody share with me their core values outside of that of um, what the core values are, meaning the core training? Because I know a lot of us adapt those, but you need to build on them. And here's a couple of things. Your core values are a, a small set of essential and timeless guiding principles. There are three to seven words that's the rule. Less is more, right? We don't need a bunch of, of core values that describe us. 
in addition, they are to define our culture, right? So they all this all connects and intertwines and bleeds into one another. No two companies will have the same. So you should never have the same of, of what the core training is in your particular office. You should take the time and develop them. They attract people to your organization. If I tell people, hey, one of our core values is to grow. One of our core values is loyalty. We know you're going to make mistakes, right? One of our core values is to be energetic, to have fun. Um, and then, and then teamwork, right? So what are your core values? We hire and fire to these core values. So our interview questions are developed around what these core values are, right? So, um, Questions around it. This is interactive. You've got to, you've got to ask me some questions because I don't know that it, you are getting all of it or know all of it. So somebody share with me what their core values are. And I'll wait as long as it takes. Ashley or Lindsay, you have anything for me? Four values, guys, while while you guys are typing, your price will type is always going to see that way. But core values, again, like I said, is what you hire to, what you fire to. Your current employees should know this. Your current team members should, should help build what your core values are. Additionally, they, like your vision, already exists. You just never put it to paper. It's never been, it's never been displayed. So, um the exercise that I gave you, right? Relentless, driven, those are those are what a lot of what our core values uh should be. Um questions. It's gonna be a long hour. Hey Gavin, there yeah. are lots of questions over here to the right. So I'm not sure if you're seeing the same thing. I'm not seeing any questions at all to the right. Yeah, box that says Q&A next to polls. Hang on, let me see. Oh, uh, 12 questions. There we go. Cool. All right. Hey, so here's Eric. Strong, serving, trustworthy, reliable, obsessed, never give up, grateful. I would find, like, use a wordsmith, like mine's legit, find a way to maybe tie it in so it is rememberable. And then, uh, are you hiring and firing to that? Do you have visuals? Uh, loyalty, Jeff said loyalty and integrity. So Jeff, I would recommend adding, um, adding a few more to that list. And getting your team members to buy in and, and help you with it, right? Um, all right, let me go here. I like thinking about core values. This is from Lawrence Connect. I like thinking about core values. I was looking at realtors to partner up with, and I need someone to grow because I want to grow. Awesome to think about. Yeah, your values should be relatable to the agents and the referral partners that you work with. Okay. Um, can you repeat what you said in the beginning of the talk about the points of a vision, i.e. for the best client is X? 
So, um, David, I think what you're referring to is the vision. What what attributes should be in a vision is the value, the inspiration, plausibility, and being specific. And this is recording being recorded as well, and I think they'll be able to send this out to you. So if there's anything you need to go back, okay? Um, all right. Do you use... Noah asked, do you use your company's vision slash mission to create one within your personal team or group? Yeah. So I will tell you, as my team is legit, um, the R or my my region has two R's, um, relentless and um, recruiting. So there are two R's in our culture or our, our uh, cultures our core values excuse me so there are two r's so it's like legitter but that's not a word so uh, when i developed this it it was a very similar process with my management team as well as it was my personal team okay yeah lawrence a lot of us have the same thing what he said is i have a vision but i'm not following it well enough but i'm getting there i agree a vision has to be implemented everybody has to know it otherwise they're just words on a wall that mean absolutely nothing to none of us right so how do we make it impactful well we're going to talk about culture in just a minute i'm going to get through some more of these questions but how do we how do we bring that into our culture right so um unfortunately stan said unfortunately i do i do not is there a template we can use I'll have some handouts um, that I can that I can send out to you. Here's the key: most things that we learn are either through a book, something we've heard, or something we've researched, right? And that's what happened to me: is I read uh, uh, Traction, and then they talk about the EOS system, which there's no way to cover it in an hour. Which then the EOS system is the entrepreneurial operating system which also has the vision traction organizer. And so um, my recommendation is pick up a copy of this book. It's not, it's not mandatory, it's not being pushed by the core, but it gives you an addition to what the core already teaches. It just expounds on that and helps us become better. And so what I have learned is from that book, and then I also hired a personal, as we always hire personal trainers or or coaches to come in and teach us. I've hired this individual to teach us um, how to do this on a regional level. And so it's impacted my life and I just feel like it can impact yours. Um, so yes, there is a template and I will I will send it out. Um, did you do the vision on your own or with your team? Don't do it on your own. Get your team's buy-in so they feel like they are a part of something, okay? If you're a smaller team, Good. If you have bigger teams or multiple teams or run a branch, get the entire branch to get behind it so then everybody is completely bought in to the way, the, the direction that we're going. Like I said earlier, if, if we're all rowing in the same direction, isn't our life easier? And isn't that what we want? So it's just getting everybody to row in the same direction. The reason that most people fall off the tracks or not rowing in the same direction is they don't know the direction. They don't know the plan. And we as leaders have a bad tendency of keeping the plan in our head and not putting it on paper. 
and your vision, your mission statement, your core values, and your culture to define who you are, who your clients are, and who your employees are, or who you want to be. Jeff asks, hey, where do you start? It's a great question, right? Where do you start in this whole process? Well, if you start with your vision, you can then develop your culture. And that's why we started to talk today is to, to define what your, what your vision is. The vision describes the desired future and position of the company. So where you are, but also where you are going, right? And that's what you get behind. Then you build your, your core values. And from your core values, you'll build your culture. And we're going to get, get into culture in just a minute. Let me just make sure I got all of the questions. Uh, there's 10 more. I think it's important that we just give everybody uh, a little bit of time to answer these. Name the book again. Uh, uh, Traction. Okay. It's by Gino. Um, I don't know. Gino somebody. But Oh, Gino Whitman. I'm sorry. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal book. Um, Bill Beresford, yes, Bill, your, yeah, reputation, oh, sorry, relentless team and reputation, I said recruiting, but Bill reminded me that it's, it's reputation, um, yeah, guys, reputation, let's talk about that. Your, what you do every day represents not only your team, and it's everybody that either works for you or works with you, however you want to describe it, but you've got a target on your back. Because either there's somebody that's wanting to knock you off, right? Or somebody that, that wants to take your agents, take an employee, so you've got a target on your back. And one thing that Todd and Rick taught me uh, when I was a lot younger is people see you bigger than you see yourself. And so that's how you always need to care of yourself is people see you bigger than you see yourself. Now, that doesn't mean you'll be arrogant. You always need to be humble, hungry and humble. But just remember that, right? Um, people in your direct community on your team see you bigger than you see yourself. So your reputation is everything. Um, Nelson Garcia, the name of the book the last time is Traction. Traction, my car traction. Um, all right, Sean. Passion. We love all the, the facets of real estate, from the drama and the power of the fine architecture to the bonds of enduring trust we form with our clients to the professional satisfaction that comes from mastering the art of the deal. Now, my only suggestion in that would be change the word deal to transaction or experience because deal sounds, in my professional opinion, it just sounds car salesy. So maybe just change, change that last part, but that's beautiful. Uh, oh, wait, it still goes. Um, uh, our business is built on trust, and I don't know if this is going backwards, but built on the direction that, that we never forget. We work at a level that demands complete uh, cut off. All right, you're keep, you keep going, Sean, and uh, there's like 20 parts of it. So Sean's on top of it. We believe in doing the right thing always for our clients, our companies, and our community. I love that. Guys, the Houston Astros, right? They did the wrong thing. By, by sign stealing, for, to have that competitive advantage, they won a world championship and now it's tarnished, right? 
They're not champions. They're cheaters. And uh, they owe the Yankees a uh, World Series, but that's a different call. But listen, I I just say, like, the right way is the hard way. And, and listen, do the right thing. Do your very best and show people you care. That is what we are taught through the court. So, all right. Let me jump into um, – I love all of it. You guys are on the right direction. I want to talk about uh, culture, okay? Here's my – Here's my design and definition on culture. Culture is by design, not by accident. If you don't have a culture committee, you're, you're, you're missing the boat because there are so many things that we think of that we don't execute on and they sh it should not be left up to you. Your vision, your core values equal your culture, right? Um, so I want to talk about culture for a minute because when I transitioned, uh, we had over a hundred people follow us to a new company. And I believe that is because we focus on our culture and we focus on having the right people in the right seat on the bus all the time. Okay. Um, in doing so, we've developed what I feel is, is a great culture. But it's interesting to me that um, culture consists of recruiting the right people, right? How many of you have the characteristics that you look for in a loan officer? Like nine characteristics of a loan officer. I don't have them readily in front of me. Let me see if I can pull them up. But literally, it, it is part of those characteristics are the, the ability to build wealth in their clients, right? The ability to um, be energetic, be driven, help the community, um, a willingness to give back. What are your characteristics that define what your, your core values are that lead into your culture? Um, what's important to your loan officers, right? It's interesting to me that we focus so much on recruiting and less on retention. Like it, it takes so much to go get a, a, an employee to hire an employee to recruit an employee, the cost is exponential. So why is it that we just don't love the ones that are with us, help grow them, be loyal to them, right? Impact their lives the way that we expect them to impact our clients. So I, I pulled out um, a couple of things that, that we do around here, focusing on retention. Um, and then I'll talk about some of the uh, events that we do around here that if you're not doing them, uh, I think you should look into doing them. So uh, new hires, um, the first week, and if you guys want this, I'll send it out to you, but here's, here's an idea that we do for new hires. There's red carpet rolled out in the lobby. So when I walk in, I immediately know that there's a new hire. Then I look to our, our welcome board. Our welcome board is not just for clients. We use our welcome board for rock stars of the month. We use our welcome board to display the um, bios of different employees in our organization. We use it to also announce a new hire. So I look at the vision, I look at the board. I see the um, new employee. I make sure I go over and introduce myself to them. Okay. But they're met with with uh, red carpet. Um, in addition, we send out an email to the, to the branch, right? Hey, uh, we just hired Sarah. Be sure to go make Sarah feel welcome. 
So then the people go over and introduce Sarah, tell them what they do for the company, and they just get that involvement right away. Um, that's part of uh, our new hire plan. We also have them have an accountability partner right from day one. Who's to show them around the, the, the office? Who's to take them to lunch on day one? Who's to make them feel special? Um, prior to them coming, we have them thought an all about new form. So on their desk, there's something or a couple things off of their all about new form. Um, so we use the all about new form. Most of us use, put, get the all about new form and we just stick it in a, in a drawer. We never pull it out. We pull it out day one and we emphasize the use of it as they are uh, going down this journey with us. Um, I sent him a welcome text on Friday just saying you made it through your first week. Tell me what you love, any ideas on anything we can change. And if it's a great idea, I, I will add it to what we're doing, okay? Um, we also do a round table, a round table with our management team so they can get to know who does what on the team and what's important uh, to them and what, what who to go to for what, as we call it, right? That's part of uh, developing our culture. Um, goals, guys. If you come to my site visit, um, if you've had me as a coach, I talk about goals. I've made the mistake of losing employees by not knowing what their 30-day, what their one-year, what their three-year, and what their someday goals are. It's our job to make sure that we are growing them to hitting their goals, right? So we got to coach them through that. Uh, Another idea in regards to uh, retention and also to culture is every Friday we have a top producers panel that we have the loan officers come in. You can invite outside loan officers to come in and talk about best practices, how you became so success, successful in what you're doing, how you're growing your region. You could talk about how you're growing your business. They're not getting this from their current company. So it then becomes a recruiting tool. So um, going on the first 30 days, we have check-ins, like check-ins at least twice a week from different people on the team to check in and make sure they're doing okay, right? Um, our visuals real quick and our culture, it, we send it out to the other branches so they too can partake in developing their own vision and their own culture. Quarterly events. I don't know how many of you are not doing quarterly events to look back on the last quarter and have a theme going into the new quarter. Our theme this, this quarter is start strong, finish stronger, right? So that's who we are this theme or this quarter. You should have a theme going into every single quarter. Um, it's part of what your vision is and what your mission is. So um, celebrate accomplishments. We do Rockstar of the Month. I got this from the core. I personally will pay for their car payment up to $300. Miraculously, everybody's car payment is $300. So basically, it's out of my own pocket. But Rockstar of the Month, we just changed it. We have everybody in the branch vote of how this person did a job well done, as you may call it, or impacted their life, or did something based off of our core values. So I will personally, yes, I can't, no, I cannot um, reimburse it, but I pay uh, $300 towards our car payment. We had such a phenomenal year in December, uh, I paid four people's car payments. That, guys, 
around the office puts everybody on a level 10 because they want to be the next rock star of the month. So just find different ways. Um, Potluck Fridays, here's a great one. Many of us have different nationalities in our office, right? So if you have somebody who is Italian, Hispanic, have them do a Potluck Friday where they talk about their ancestry, they talk about their favorite foods, they bring in their favorite foods for all of you to enjoy, right? So make it about that individual. It's very impactful. Uh, it's something that we just started uh, this year, okay? Any questions about some of the things I just rattled off? A lot of talking. Um, all right, I'll watch. I'll watch for the question. What do you guys do around birthdays, anniversaries, work anniversaries? I have people that have been with me ten years, and if you're like me, I liken it to dog years. So every year they're with me, it really counts for seven. So uh, Brett Bear, the phenomenal course student, been with me ten years, right? Why would he stay with me so long? He does over $100 million in production. If I'm not impacting his life and he's not consistently growing, I would ask him to go leave or go open his own branch. But as long as I'm doing that, why would they leave, right? So birthdays and anniversaries. Hey, if someone's been with me five years, I give them $500. 10 years, they get $1,000, okay? Have some sort of plan or something around culture that keeps them interested in, in sticking around, okay? Um, how do you acknowledge the birthdays? Do you shoot a video? Do you give them a handwritten card? What do you do around birthdays to keep them excited and engaged, right? Um, I'll tell you on Christmas, people that sent me a Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas or Happy New Year, I just shot them a video back. I was on vacation. It took me two seconds. It was more impactful than me just writing a quick little uh, Merry Christmas or what have you. Video is so impactful in what we're doing. Um, Fridays around here, every, every Friday you get a video if you're in sales about what best practices I'm doing, what we're teaching in the core. Uh, on Monday, as Rick does Monday motivation, I do a Monday motivation to the entire region just shooting, just sending a, a Lionel Scott or just a quick little snippet uh, video that just goes out to get him set for the um, for the week. So different things. What is something that you're doing in your offices that is like, hey, if your guys aren't doing this, you're absolutely missing it. Shoot me some questions so I can see. Um, Good, Stan. I'm glad you got this. And even better, I'll, I have this written out and I'll send it to you. Um, so you guys can have it. Uh, so you can see exactly. We do flip cup Fridays, guys. So we have an area that's away from all of our clients. We do a flip cup Friday. There's light drinking. We have a trophy that's a big flip cup. Um, we then, the, the winner, we talk about the winner, uh, at the next meeting. It's kind of a big deal. Um, we do a field day, we do top golf. The number one event that I do is the luau. We do a luau at my home. We roast a pig, not at the house, they just bring it. But it's a luau theme. The entire office is invited. And then we also do clients, clients as well. So we'll invite clients, we'll invite referral partners, 
We have it catered. Um, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal event. And people ask me, hey, aren't you like worried about inviting people to your home? No, I work hard. I want them to see that they too can do this and that I'm nothing special. And I think I have a, a modest, humble home that, you know, that they're always welcome to. And I want them to feel welcome. And they just, it just means a lot when they've been to my house. I've had, we just had a, a give you another one that we just did. We just did a kickoff party for 2020. We didn't do a holiday party. Former employees knew about this event and they showed up. Now, that just says that we still are impacting their lives and we've built such a family environment that they feel comfortable just popping in to say hi to all their work friends. So, um, all right, I'm going to keep going. Um, lunch on their birthday, we offer all about uniform, have lunch brought in to the office for them. Okay. So we do lunch. Um, we do a birthday dessert in the kitchen for all the, the month's birthdays. Uh, we celebrate them all at one time. Uh, another thing that we do is we do a mystery lunch with management. Okay. So you show up at a specific restaurant that serves all types of foods and, uh, it's the same restaurant. Uh, for those that have come out for a site visit, uh, it's Jean. Many of you have been there if you're here locally as well, but the manager's there. The employee shows up not knowing who they're going to meet with. And we just want to talk about how can we get better? How can we keep them engaged? And it's just a random employee and a random manager. So just something to add to what you're probably already doing. Um, quarterly surveys. How many of you guys are doing quarterly surveys? You've got to continue to do quarterly surveys. They're so important. They help with the direction you're going and where you need to improve. The biggest thing with quarterly surveys is we don't take the time to implement what they are telling us that we need help with. So take some initiatives for the quarter, have one or one, like three rocks for the quarter that you and the management team are working on through, uh, through the quarterly surveys. So make sure you're doing quarterly surveys. Um, I talked to you about the top producer monthly sales contest, quarterly contest, uh, Friday videos with best practices, um, employee appreciation day. You guys do a field day at the park. What are you guys doing to show not only your uh, employees you appreciate them, but the spouses, right? One of my favorite things to do is just write a letter to the spouse telling them how much we appreciate the employee. We know they're working hard. We know this is the time of the year that we take a little bit more from the family that we normally do. That is so impactful. Um, I recommend doing that, right? Just sending it to their home and writing it to the spouse or significant other. For kiddos on your team, if they're really, if they're under 17, 17 or under, we send them a birthday card with a $2 bill and just, Hey, happy birthday. $2 doesn't do, do much anymore, but my mom gave me a $2 bill up until I was 10. We thought we'd keep the tradition alive. Okay. So think, think about it. I've got everything I'm telling you all in one place. Why? Because I've literally developed what I call my playbook. And so here's the deal. For the, the ones that ask the best questions, the next 15 minutes, I will give you access 
to this playbook. It's basically what I've learned from the core over the last seven years and then running a region and running running um, a branch of all my best practices. Uh, I've just put it into a book. So everybody, you can have it, but here's the deal. I want to have some great questions. So fire off some questions and uh, I'll tell you uh, what I, if, if you've got it or not. All right, Sean, you ready? What job role typically makes sure the culture checklist is executed? Great question. I'm going to send you the book. Now listen, here's the deal. Um, you've got to appoint somebody to it, okay? So I have two people. A, I have a cultural committee for the branch, right? They make sure that we're executing on these things. And then I have a checklist that's inside this playbook. And the checklist is basically um, what to do and when. And we have Julia, who is basically um, a concierge of experience on our team. She makes sure that we are implementing every aspect of it. Also inside Salesforce, everything is dialed in. So when we know, A, if it's a new employee lead, what have you, Salesforce executes for us as well. So we've got a few different ways um, to execute that. So uh, Sean, send me your email address. And then I don't know if it's Sean Kaplan or not, but send me your email address and I will put it uh, on the Google Drive and then you can get access to that way. All right, I want some more questions. What else? Um, another question on the book. Uh, again, the book is Traction. Hey, Matthew Berg, awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, great to uh, see your name. I had the honor of coaching Matthew. Now he's just blown up, and I think it's all because of my coaching. All right. Uh, what is the number one thing you do to keep the culture strong as you grow your branch? Yeah, it's got to be top of mind. You've got to consistently talk about it. We've got to consistently build upon it and and really visuals, right? Having visuals around the office, starting every meeting, when we hire and fire, when you're doing 90-day reviews, right? Everybody wants a raise. So here's, here is something that um, you can do. It's called the people analyzer, okay? So just um, go with me on the visual. So... Across the top are your core values, loyalty, energetic, growth, right? Whatever your core values are, are across the top. Down the side is the employee's name, okay? So let's just say, Gavin, for example, along the side, is Gavin loyal? You give him three scores, okay? It's a plus or absolutely he's loyal. He's drinking the Kool-Aid even when it tastes nasty, right? He's, a, he's believing in the company. That's a plus. A plus minus is sometimes he believes in the company. Sometimes he's all in. And then there's minus. Minus is not all in, uh, needs to work on it, right? So if we say we hire and fire to our core values, what if you get a plus, a plus, plus, minus, or minus, and I'll give this uh, analogy to all of you um, after the call. What if you did that for every single employee? And then that determines their rate, right? But also, you can also tell when someone's going to quit, right? 
because hey, they're not following your culture. And if you think people quit when they give you the two week notice, you're wrong. They quit about 60 to 90 days prior. And there's signs that we, we can look for. We just ignore them. They quit showing up to the events. They quit, they quit, um, being impactful. They're mopey around the office. They're, they're, they're stirring up the pot, right? Um, so it's a, it's a tool that we are just starting to use this year to identify, hey, do we have the right people in the right seat and, and are they on the, on the bus? Um, all right, a few more questions. Do you, yes, I, Chris Wallace, do you use Salesforce for tracking past clients as well? Yes. Uh, we used Django prior, uh, and then we went to Be In Touch, and now we're back to Salesforce because our organization provides it. Um, they have built it out differently. And so, yes, everything that we do is inside Salesforce, from our 10-week agent follow-up to our 100-day process for uh, clients that are in, the, in our system. There's 100 days, even though we think every client closes in 30, the average for uh, Robbie Sampson's research, thank you, Robbie, uh, was 100 days. So we built out a 100-day follow-up system. Um, so, yes, we use Salesforce. Dan, the company that I work for has a great has great employees. Unfortunately, they do not do these things. What is the best way for me to develop these systems so I can change the culture and create a great team? Well, here's the thing, Dan. You probably already have a great team. They probably already have these ideas. They just haven't been put out there to visuals. They haven't had the direction for everybody to be bought in. So if you're not the owner and you're not the the branch manager, no problem. Start with your team because here's what will happen. Culture is uh, infectious in the sense of you start having a great culture, you start having a lot of fun. Everybody else wants to know why your team's so happy. Everybody else wants to know what you're doing. Everybody else wants to be like you. And so it will permeate out into great things. I honestly feel like we will always have the best region because not only do we have the best system structure, process, and people, because of that, we've developed the best culture. And it didn't happen overnight. Think about the compound effect, right? We just made small little changes over time that rewarded us with big results, okay? All right. Um, so that's how I recommend starting it. Now. After you've built it out, then go to your manager or, or owner and see if you can talk about it on a bigger scale, okay? How do you support loan officers that need help that is outside of what is normally needed by a loan officer? That's a, that's a broad question, right? Because they all need help. And what I always do is I put myself in their shoes. Most of the loan officers don't get the support that they need. They don't have any direction. They have no plan, right? And so I would ask, like, what do you mean outside of what they normally need? Um, because I think all loan officers need a lot. And if we are to be the leaders that we're hired to be and the mentors that we're hired to be in their lives, there's nothing that they ask us that we shouldn't be able to do or accomplish for them, okay? Um, so they want, just like our agents, they want attention. They want an easy, predictable process. So just make sure that you're consistently delivering that 
and there shouldn't be anything out of the out of the realm for it. All right. Uh, do you teach tactics that convey or reinforce your values and cultures to your team? Do you have training on scripts or presentation or skills that involve uh, your stated values? Absolutely. Right. If I find somebody that that is not being loyal or not being energetic, like there's things that we do around the office um, to make sure that yeah, all of our employees know and, and are, are living, breathing uh, individuals of what our culture and vision is. And so we talk, hey, talking about it's the first, it's the biggest thing, right? Um, if you guys don't know what IDS is, right? It's identify, discuss, and solve. IDS, identify, discuss, solve. If we see somebody that is not living, breathing of what our mission is or our vision is, yeah, we want to identify it, we want to discuss it, we want to find out why, and then, and then, uh, solve it. Does that make sense? So, alright, um, have you changed your vision as you grew? Is it okay to adjust your vision? Yeah. Your vision is going to change, right? And so it, you're going to adapt. Your vision is partly where you're, where you are now and where you are going. Okay. So eventually you're going to get there and then you're just going to tweak it as you continue to, to move, right? Um, so yeah, I think it's perfectly fine to change your vision. If you don't think big organizations have changed their vision, they change their brand, they change their vision, they change their mission statement. That's why you hear about rebranding, right? And when they rebrand, it's kind of an overview of absolutely changing everything. So, um, but yeah, I think it's totally okay to adjust. Our market changes, right? I think the one thing that we, we, we should never, uh, really change is our purpose and then just being purchase focused, right? Um, but yeah, I think, I think it can evolve. Um, absolutely. Listen, we're going to, we're going to wrap. Um, we got five minutes left. I got time for a couple more questions, but while they come in, I just want to touch on a couple things. Uh, number one, it's been an honor. Um, number two is if I can ever do any extra coaching with you, uh, please go through your concierge and, um, uh, get on my calendar. But more importantly, I want to talk about the summit because it will sell out. And I had individuals that I wanted to see at the summit that couldn't get there. So if you want to impact, you want to change somebody's life, A, tell somebody about the summit now and get them signed up now. Um, but in addition to that, it's okay to even pay for it because you will get out of them long-term tenfold than that investment um, that you put forth to them. It will change their life. Um, I've already got my two signups. Uh, I'm paying for it. When I recruit somebody, I make it mandatory that they go to the summit just so they can drink the Kool-Aid because a lot of what we do is built around the core and what they teach. So, um, just make sure that, that you're, you're keeping the summit top of mind and making sure you're telling people about it. It will sell out. It does every time. And then you're on the outside looking in and your agents or your other lender friends or, or people you're recruiting, they're like, why didn't you get me in? Can you pull some strings? There's no strings to be pulled. All right. Patrick's story. As you continue to grow with more staff, how do you keep 
your one one relationship, your one-on-one -on -one relationship with your staff? Man, that is a great that's a great question, and I'm glad you asked. Guys, that's a little tidbit too. When someone asks you a question, whether it's good or not, but all these questions have been great, use that. That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. Because it is tough. There's only so much of you that can go around, and there's only so many relationships you can have from your agent, your referral partners, your past clients, your VIPs, right? Um, so I do, I do a happy hour. I'm at a specific spot on Friday. I invite people to come have a drink with me before I head home on date night. Um, in addition to that, I do a Friday video. I, I post my schedule on the door. And so if somebody needs one-on-one -on -one time, I'm happy to meet with them one-on-one. -on -one. I get it done in 15 minutes. I have reoccurring meetings with my branches that are off uh, out of this location. So I have them because connectivity is so hard. And what we have to remember is us as the leaders, we're really the reason for most of us why they join the company, right? And so you've got to give them as much time. Quarterly events, uh, monthly sales meetings. Um, and then when you're with these individuals, love the one you're with, just make sure that you're engaged, your phone shut off, you're not looking around, and that it's it's one-on-one -on -one time. Goals are a great way um, to stay connected and have that one-on-one -on -one time. Um, but I, I would be uh, uh, dismissed if I didn't give my leadership team, Bill Beresford, uh, my sales manager, Paula Ott, my closing manager, my underwriting manager, Amber Bullen, and my ops manager, Jasmine Brown, to really help uh, execute on what this vision is. So, um, but it's tough. I get it. And as, as you grow, it, it does get watered down. So you got to be there. Here's one more thing I'll tell you. Celebration numbers, right? Every, all of us had celebration numbers last year. Some months we hit it, some months we didn't. My team's been together on average. We've been together four and a half years. We don't have any celebration numbers, and here's why. If I do what I am set out to do, and I hit my numbers and my goals of leads, talk tos, everything that the core holds me accountable to, we're just going to celebrate every single month. And so um, that's what I said is every month. We're going to take a time and we're going to break from work. We're going to do it during work hours and we're going to go do something fun. And no matter what, I'm taking them all to Mexico. Because again, I know if I do what I'm supposed to do, we'll break records. We'll, we'll hit our numbers. And so that's, that's what it's all about. If I follow what, what I'm preaching and what's in the playbook, success will happen. So, all right. Um, here's the deal. I'll send the link. Google the Google Drive link to the core, and then you guys can just have that at this playbook. Everybody who showed up, the questions make my job easier. So thank you for showing up, all 52 of you. Um, thank you, and I think that's a wrap. Thank you, Gavin. That was amazing, and thank you for everyone for tuning in. If you want any of the handouts or the video from today, please just email your concierge, and they can get that sent over in the next day or so. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later.